Hey everybody, how are you? Thank you so much for being here this evening. As you can tell, I am in my element as an island girl enjoying a little island, a little Caribbean mix. Hoping this will bring a little sunshine to your day. Hoping this will encourage you a little bit to just kind of let you know it doesn't matter how bad life gets there is always something to be happy about to give god thanks for to give god praise for if this is your first time catching my podcast first of all thank you so much if this is your second third i thank you so much and for coming back i am author speaker Diane Lubran. I am the author of He Was There All the Time. I'm not in it by myself. Abuser from the Playboy Pulpit series as well as a 31-day prayer devotional journal. And to those of you who love to journal, I have a journal line entitled Dear God. And I uh, just wanted to come by today and to just talk to you and just remind you how, how great and how awesome you are and what a great and a mighty God we serve. And, you know, there are days, there are times, you know, we go through stuff and it seems like God is not there. He's sleeping. He's not hearing us. He's not paying attention to us. But I want you to know that there is nothing that you and I can ever do that will keep God from loving us, that will keep God from not answering us when we call on Him. And I want you to know that God loves you in spite of who you are, in spite of the things you've done, as many times as you may have disappointed yourself, you know, there is no way we can disappoint God because he said he He is the God that is from the end to the beginning. So he's the beginning, he's the end, and he's everything in the middle. So he knows everything we have, everything we've done, everything we're ever going to do. That brought me so much peace when I came to the realization Hey, Diane, what you going through, what happened to you, do you know, although that may have taken you by surprise, <laughs> it didn't take God by surprise because he's sovereign. And I want to say that to somebody right now. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been. And we all have a story. We all have a testimony. I came from a background of sexual abuse as well as domestic abuse. I am a divorcee and I am someone who has a visual challenge. But guess what? I refuse to give up. Let me say that. I refuse to give up now because of what I now know. When I didn't know that everything I'm going through now and everything that I've gone through and even the things that I am going to go through 
now I understand, hey, this may knock you out, but I promise you, God did not wibble or wabble because everything that happens to us, he has the final say-so. He has the final uh, uh, authorization, and the Bible tells us he will never put more on us and that we can bear. And sometimes, you know, what we go through is like, oh, really? Oh, really? Because I remember when I started having the issues with my eyes and somebody said that to me and I was like are you losing your sight don't come telling me nothing you ain't never walked how dare you come and tell me something and you don't experience nor have you experienced or you probably won't experience what I'm going through how you gonna have your marriage 25 30 years you know what I'm saying? And and I'm newly divorced and I don't know what to do with myself. And you're going to try to lecture me about being a divorce. Say, no, please go sit down. No disrespect. But there are some things some people just can't walk with us, you know. But when somebody come and they say, you know what, I'm a divorcee. It gets better. You know, it's it, going through a divorce is like it's like going through a death. You know, you have to mourn the relationship and and so many other emotions and stuff comes with it. You doubt, did I do the right thing? Oh my God! You know what I'm saying? Will I ever get remarried again? And we go through so much, you know, and and we can't figure it out. But God has already figured it out for us. So all we have to do is. Just trust in him and let him fix what we can't fix and let him do what we can't do because it doesn't matter how hard we we try. If God say this door stays shut, there is nobody that can open it. And if he opens a door, there's nobody that can shut it. So when we go through stuff, you know, it makes us tougher. It, it, it draws us closer to God. Because when you are on fire, <laughs> when you're on fire, when the fire gets so hot, the only cooling place sometimes is in the Bible. The only cooling place sometimes is, Lord Jesus, have mercy because my head feel like it's on fire. I can't think right now. Everything <laughs> in me hurt everything in me is breaking so lord i need some help right now so things get tough and we will go through stuff in life and this is why when i witness to people and i tell to the and i say to them come to the lord i always let them know hey not because you come to christ that means you have no more troubles, you have no more trials, you have no more tribulations. The good thing about coming to Christ is this, you no longer have to carry it all by yourself. Now you can go boldly to the throne of grace and you can say, Lord, this yoke is too heavy, this burden, I can't handle it. So here it is, I'm giving it to you, you know what to do with it. If I keep carrying it, it's going to destroy me. It's going to take my peace. It's going to take my joy. It's going to take everything in me that you have given to me. And, and, and if you don't take it away from me, it's not going to be gone. So here it is. 
I have come to love peace. <laughs> I have come to a place where peace I cherish more than silver and gold. I, I, I would do anything to remain in the peace of God because when you are in the peace of God, let me tell you, you hear about things going on and you see things going on, but when you are anchored in God, as bad as it may seem, when you take your eye off the situation and you put it on God, it's like, what problem? What, what situation? Because we're not given that situation our undivided attention, we are giving it to God. And everything that you go through and everything that you're ever going to go through, I want you to know you don't have to carry it. You don't have to be alone in the storm. You don't have to cry. You don't have to remain in fear. You don't have to feel like you are inferior to anybody else. You don't have to feel like, like, and this is it, man. I've just, I've been dealt this hand and it doesn't matter what I do. I have been dealt a losing hand and I'm looking around and I'm seeing people who don't even love God. I'm seeing people who don't even believe in God and they are prospering and they are thriving. And here I am, I'm going to church, I'm reading my Bible, I'm, I'm giving my tithes, I'm giving my offering, I'm sowing seed. People who just have done me wrong. I, I have forgiven them, the bitterness and everything. I have come to a point where I've asked God to just totally clean me up and dig me out and get everything out of me that is not of him. And with all that, I'm thinking my life would change and my life has not changed. As a matter of fact, Diane, truth be told, it seems like it's gotten worse. And I learned this, the higher the building the deeper they have to dig so for some of us god have called us to to places to people to cities to 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 states to nations to the world so when you are called like that he's not just going to put you on, on four little posts like a little chicken coop. He, he's not going to just put you, he's not just going to put you somewhere where, 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 you know, you can just, you could just move because that's not what he asked for you. He called you to be a skyscraper. He didn't call you to be no chicken coop. He didn't call you to be no, no little, no little two story building. He called you to be a skyscraper and, and it's going to take, it's going to take some digging. It's going to take some ouch days. It's going to take some, oh, Lord, you're killing me. Oh, Lord, I can't take no more. Oh, Lord, this is enough. Oh, Lord, what's going on? It's going to take some of those days. But I'm telling you, it is well worth it. It is well worth it because when God pays, God pays big. See, when people owe you money, they just give you, you know, here's the money that I owe you. God give you compound interest upon compound interest. It's like the deeper, the more junk he had to get out of us, the bigger the blessings are, the greater the peace. And you already know how massive 
your anointing is going to be. If you ever pay attention to anybody who has a great anointing, listen to their testimonies. Honey, it's like God dragged them through the mud. They went through the gutter. People talked about them. People gave up on them. Matter of fact, sometimes they gave up on themselves. But the one person that never give up on themselves, on them, is God. And I'm saying to you, it doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter how bad things are. I don't care how much rain is coming down. I don't care how cold it is where you are right now. I promise you, if you don't give up, if you continue to hold on to God's unchanging hand, I promise you, God is going to rock your world. He is going to take you into a place where you never thought he could. He will do some things in your life that you did not even give yourselves the credit to expect it. You know, the Bible tells us he will give us the desires of our heart, but we have to delight ourselves in him. So as we delight ourselves in the Lord, as we seek God, as we talk to him more, as we listen to more of his word, as we as we make a decision to to get farther and farther away from sin because Paul told Timothy, flee, baby, run. When you see stuff coming that is not of me, run. See, this world, the, the church, we have gotten to this place. We only hop on, on, on one type of sin. Back in the day, it used to be fornication, 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 fornication. Don't have babies out of wedlock. Fornication, shacking, fornication, adultery, adultery. And all of a sudden, they went to the gay and lesbian, and, and that's where they are right now. But can I tell you something? God have no big sin and little sin. If I lie... And you stole, guess what? Sin is sin. I commit adultery. Somebody murders somebody else. Guess what? If we don't repent, if we don't make it right with God, guess what? When we leave this earth, we're not going to be with him in eternity. And I had a pastor that, that preached that stuff, one save, always save. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Don't believe the hype. One saved is not always saved because if one saved is always saved, then what happens to backsliding? Why would the Bible tell us about the, the shepherd that lost that one sheep and he left the 99 and went after and got that one because that one was lost. So when we backslide, we're not in the fold anymore. So we cannot say once saved, always saved. Once in the fold, always in the fold. Because that's a lie. Because that sheep got away. And the master, he had to go out and find it. And it used to bother me that my, my ex-pastor, and that's one of the reasons why I say, you know what, I can't go there. Because I don't like how people take the words and twist it. And make it make it good for them, you know, and, and make it good for their family member because they know their family member is living a certain lifestyle and they try to twist the word, you know, and, and make the word as if, you know, it's to cover that sin. The devil is a liar. Like I was going to this church and the, one of the prophetess in the church and she came up pregnant, found out she was married, she was 
what is it, pregnant by her boyfriend, and she was sleeping with the drummer in the church, and she got up in front of the church, and, and they made a whole play about the church, and she told the play pastor she was pregnant, and the pastor was like, okay, uh, the, the, uh, uh, God, the, basically the way they put it, it was like, it, okay, it's fornication, but you got a baby out of it, and the baby is a blessing. So basically, it's okay. And when I heard that, I told another girl, I said, they just gave all these other young girls a reason to go out and have sex. And then if they end up pregnant, they'll say, well, I got pregnant. The baby is a blessing. And so said, so happened. So when people want to take the word of God, and they just want to flip it to make it to make it suit their lifestyle. Don't believe the hype. Let the word of God bring you conviction, not condemnation. Because Romans 8 tells us, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walks not, 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 not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So if you're a carnal Christian, if we got one foot in the world and, and one foot here, you know what I'm saying? And listen to me, I'm not saying... I'm perfect and you got to be perfect because God knows we all have issues. We all have a struggle. Paul, who wrote what, two-thirds of the Bible, Paul himself said, when I should do good, evil is present. When I want to do the right thing, I don't always do the right thing. And when I want to do the wrong thing, you know what I'm saying? So, oh, wretched man that I am, who will separate me? Who, you know, who will save me from this bondage? Who will separate me from this sin? Who will separate me from this flesh that have me in a tug of war between my flesh and my spirit? And that's what I'm saying to you. When you're going through, don't think because you have these struggles, that means God doesn't love you. Not because you have these struggles, you are disappointment to God. And the enemy will come and he will try to tell you, look at you. I thought you were saved. Look at your cussing. Didn't you come home and you had a drink? I thought you said you weren't going to smoke cigarettes no more. I thought you said you give up weed. Look at you, mister. I no longer watch pornography. Look at you, mister. I no longer do booty calls and the devil will come and he will make us doubt who we are in Christ but when we fall what is it Romans 7 it tell us Abba Father when we cry Abba Father guess what he does just like he reached out his hand to save Peter when Peter began to sing he will do the same thing for us we serve a good God. We serve a big God. We serve a God who loves us in spite of us. We serve a God who loves us, you know, regardless of what people may say or think about us. See, God doesn't love us on how people talk to him about us. God doesn't Take the consideration of the words others speak about you and I and treat you in that manner. God have loved you and I, excuse me, before time itself began. The Bible tells us that he loves us so much. He has our names 
tattered in the palm of his hand. That's how much God loved you and I. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Not height, not depth, not principalities, not power, not sickness, not disease, no witch, no warlock, no nothing can ever separate you and I from the love that Almighty God have for us. So when you have a bad day, Think about that love. When you have a bad day, remember what he did for you. When you have a bad day, when people talk about you, I'm not going to tell you, you know, don't let it bother you because we're human. We have emotions. And depending on what day it is, depending, ladies, what time of the month it is, you know what I'm saying? Our emotions are whacked out. Depending on what kind of day we had on the job, husband come home, he's yelling, kids come home, you want to pull your hair out, you just take your wig and just throw it across the bed. We have those days. But remember, even in those days, we are not alone. We have a Savior that loves us. We have, we have a God that wants to be with us. We have a God that's saying, baby, all you got to do is call on me. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if, if, if when I'm knocking, you hear my knock and you open the door, guess what? I'm not going to stay outside because our God is not the God of religion. He's the God of relationship. God can care less about religion. What God wants is relationship. What God wants is intimacy. God wants us to know him and, and he wants us to invite him to know us. And I know you said, but Diane, I thought you just said God know everything about us. Yes, but when you have a friend, or when you start dating, you tell that person about you. You tell that person, this is who I am. And then when we go to God and we say, God, this is who I am. I, I mean, I know you know me. I know you understand me, but God, this is, God, I'm a mess. You know, this, this, this divorce thing, God, it's, it's really messed me up. It messed up my self-esteem. I, I, I feel like I have no more value. You know what, Lord, I'm in the church and I'm trying to do right. And yes, I used to be a prostitute, God. Yes, I used to do a drug, I used to be a drug addict and I did certain turn some tricks, but God, that's not me anymore. I'm trying to live the best life for you. And I'm telling you, when you begin to have that type of intimacy with God, He has no other recourse than to come and wrap His arm around you and bring you comfort and bring you peace. Because He told us when He left to go back to heaven before, He said, I'm going to send you the comforter. And that's the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is our comforter. The Holy Ghost is the one that holds us. The Holy Ghost, <coughs> excuse me, is the one that gives us our mind. The Holy Ghost is the one that, that changes. I'm telling you, when I went through that depression, man, <laughs> suicide ain't never looked that good in my life. Man, suicide was like the perfect way out, the perfect way to deal with anxiety. I'm so messed up in service. I'm sitting on the front seat, Minister Diane, baby, in service. Guess who have an anxiety attack? 
They had to take me and carry me outside because I'm trying to breathe. I can't breathe because I have so much going on. And I had gotten so used to seeing people uh, uh, fake and shuck and jive in church and their lives were so perfect. And I was trying to live a lie. I was trying to pretend that everything was great. Okay, my marriage didn't work out. That don't mean nothing. You know, I'm pretty. I'm thin. I'm young. I can get me another man. No problem. But the truth of the matter is I wasn't okay because there was a part of me that was scared. Okay, now I'm losing my sight. What other men will find me attractive? I can't work right now. I can't do this. What man will want to take me as a responsibility, you know what I'm saying? So all this fear and not knowing who I am and, and the enemy is telling me, oh, you know, that's for sin. Even my ex-husband, he told me the reason why you're going through all this is, is basically God's way of punishing you because I was a rotten person. And I'm like, this is the dude that had to stay up all night. And watch porn. This is the dude that lies on his income tax. This is the dude that, this is the dude. And I'm like, you do all this. And you're going to come and you're going to tell me all this about me. And that is the trick and the plan of the enemy to always make you and I look like we are the worst children that God have. But the devil is a liar. Our God loves us. Our God wants what's best for us. Our God promised, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So on your worst day, on your baddest day, on the most evil day when you feel alone, oh God, where are you? I promise you, he's right there. He's never going to leave. He has loved you and I with an everlasting love. There's nothing you can do that will make God stop loving you. There's nothing that you can do that will make God turn his back on you. There is nothing that you can do that will make God think twice about you and will treat you like other people and say, well... Because of your of your background, I didn't heard some things about you, and I don't think you are the right company for me to keep. I don't think your children should be around my children, and I don't think people of your caliber should live in our neighborhood. No, baby. The Bible tells us our God, he's the respecter of no person. All he wants from you and I is a yes. And once we give him a yes, it don't matter who wants to say no. It don't matter who wants to shut the door. It don't matter what they want to do. The book of Romans tells us, if God be for us, who can be against us? Don't let people steal your joy. Don't let people make you second guess who your God is. Don't let people make you think that God don't love you. And because you live this certain lifestyle and you've done this before, and even now you are in a struggle, and even now, you know, things get hard, and Lord, I need a drink, and Lord, things get hard, I, I need my man, I, I, I need, I need to, to, to puff, puff, pass, I need, whatever your struggles are, don't let that keep you from seeking God, don't let that keep you from going to Him, because as long as you keep going to God, guess what? 
Deliverance is imminent. Deliverance is gonna come. He will change the situation. He will change you. You know, sometimes we ask God, change this person, change this person, change this person. And I learned this is what God gonna do. He ain't gonna change people. <laughs> he gonna change you. And as he changed you, you're going to start to see the people changes. You know why? Because sometimes it wasn't them. You see, we can't walk nobody's walk with them. And you know, when it comes to them and God, I love my children. I pray every day that my children be saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, and with fire I declare and I decree to the point, even when my grandbabies come out of the womb, God, in the name of Jesus, have them speaking in tongues the minute they come out of the womb. They're not mine. They're His. But, but I'm not gonna look at them and say, you know what, this is it. I can't walk that walk for them. They have to come to the place where they have to themselves have a relationship with the Lord. And when we have a relationship with the Lord, you can go to God and tell Him the most embarrassing things. You know, I sit there and I watch stuff, you know, because of the visual challenge, I have to listen to my word and when I hear it, I'm like, but God, I don't get it. I don't understand it. And I'll tell the Lord, but God, you said this and I, I don't get this. I'm not understanding. So guess what I do? I listen to the word. And before I say, Lord, give me the revelation. Give me the understanding of the word. And the more I do that, guess what? The closer it brings me to God because now I need to hear the word so I can get an understanding. So the more we stay in God, the more we stay in his word, the better for us, the more things fall off of us. Anger, bitterness, strife, wrath, jealousy, envy, malice, murder, slander, you name it. There is nothing you and I have in our hearts or have had in our hearts that the love of God cannot wash clean, that the blood of Jesus cannot cleanse, purify, purge, and make us brand new, brand new, brand new. So I want you today to know beyond a shadow of a doubt, God loves you regardless. His love will never change. You got it today. You'll have it tomorrow until the day you leave this earth. And let me tell you this, it doesn't matter where we spend eternity. God will still love you. But let me say this. Make sure we are in the right place where we spend eternity with him. The choice is ours. Do we live the life that will cause us to spend eternity with Christ or apart from Christ? David said, if he take the wings of the morning, he is there. If he make his bed in hell, he is there. David said, wherever God is, wherever, wherever, wherever God is, he, he ain't even worried. He ain't even tripping because he know God's loving. He know God loving, and that's beautiful. And I thank God, I thank God, I thank God that there's nothing I can do that can nor will separate me from the love of God. So ladies and gentlemen, Today, I want to say thank you so very much 
for being with me. Again, I am author speaker Diane Lubray. I am asking if you're not following me on whatever platform that you're listening, whether it be Pocket, Anchor, uh, iTunes, Google, wherever you are listening to this, I'm asking that you would please go ahead and and follow me. So uh, when I come on, I'm trying to. I'm, I was trying to come on at least three days a week, but I think now I'm gonna stick more to two days a week. And if you know, God give me a word, I'll come on and talk with you and just share with you what God have placed in my heart. So set your uh, notifications for when I come on and go ahead, go to author Diane Lubre on Facebook. Follow me there at, at Lubre Books on Instagram. You can find me there as well as Twitter, which is trying to start to build up our Twitter stuff, you know, so everything in which we try, <laughs> we're trying to do everything because I, I want, I want the word of God to go as far out as possible because I want to help people, especially people who are like me, broken people, you know, people who have suffered great trauma, sexual abuse, rape, molestation, domestic violence, you know, divorce, sickness and diseases, people who's dealing with a disability. Those are all the things that God have brought me through and I want to encourage the hearts of God people to tell them to hold on and not give up. So again, this is author speaker Diane Lubre. As always, you guys, one love. What is that, Diane? That is the agape love of God. Until we meet again, everyone, I bid you Godspeed. I love you guys with the love, uh, love of the Lord. Until we meet again, goodbye, everybody.